There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. Inside special teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, our weekly podcast where we look back at some special teams and the big games and big years these teams had in sports. Last week, we took a look back at a big game number 163 in Major League Baseball in 2007. And as we hinted last week, we're going to look at another big game number 163 in Major League Baseball as today it's the 2009 AL Central tiebreaker between the Twins and the Tigers and if you thought we had insanity with Matt Holliday not touching the plate and the Rockies beating the Padres last week well it ended the same type of insanity in Minnesota with this one this year Mike Harmon well, you know, you, you can't have a, an easy end if you got to play to 163 you can't expect it to end normally can you? I mean, you've already battled to a, a tie through the trials and tribulations and really some weird stretches of the season uh, for both these squads to get to this place. So, yeah, it, it couldn't be normal. You've got to have some extra drama mixed therein. So how did we get to the game number 163 tiebreaker between the Twins and the Tigers and all of the madness that ensued? Well, these two teams battled all September. Uh, They had a four-game series in the next-to-last series of the year that really got ugly. There were a lot of hit-by-pitches. There were ejections. Uh, So these teams clearly had bad blood going into the final weekend of the season. Now, going into the last three games, the Tigers had a two-game lead with three to play. So you're thinking, okay, we're good. And then Mike Harmon's White Sox get involved yeah they uh, did detroit loses the next two to chicago as minnesota sweeps the royals so both teams finish 86 and 76 now these are not great records so one team is going to go in to win the al central and the other team is going to go home the game was in minnesota due to a change in the rules remember last week we talked about padres and colorado rockies and they had a coin flip well the coin flip they didn't do it 
And they changed the rule to be whoever had the better record in the head-to-head series that year. That was where the game was going to be played. Well, Minnesota won the season series with the Detroit Tigers 11-7. So the game's in Minnesota. So no coin flip. Home field's determined by head-to-head. So the game is in Minnesota as the Tigers go in reeling, looking like they were going to be the team that won the AL Central, just win a game. Nope. The White Sox get involved. And your White Sox, Mike Harmon, do something really, really really good for the first time since they won the World Series a few years before. <laughs> and one of the few times that they've done it ever since. I mean, it's it's been a bunch of false starts and a lot of uh, selling change and hope uh, on the south side of Chicago in terms of the lineups. But yes, uh, getting involved in the mix to force a playoff battle here. I mean, it's again, I, I love the, hey, we changed the rules. So it's the better of the regular season series just just seems odd but hey that tiebreakers is as good as any other i figured it would have been total points or something like a fantasy league it's good. Uh, would have been how many runs did you score total nope. points. you lose ah. we used to do in one fantasy league i had where it was the what bench player scored the most points yes or, or what did your bench score more points that was always the tiebreaker well then you should have lost by that logic because you left them on the bench <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of a backwards way to do it. But you still drafted the guy, though. So, okay, yeah. you drafted him on your team just to put him no, in No, it's true. I do, I do constantly use the argument that I'd rather have him rot on my bench than sure. be in an active lineup <laughs> to beat me. So I understand that. So the journey for the Detroit Tigers. Miguel Cabrera was in the middle of what is going to be an easy Hall of Fame run. Nobody hit like him over the prime of his career. The rest of the Tigers lineup was okay. They had pretty good power numbers. Brandon Inge, who was always underrated. Curtis Granderson, this is when he was starting to become a really big star in the major leagues. You know, he winds up going to the Yankees uh, after this and really becoming a big star. Goes to the Mets later on, plays in the World Series. It was a pretty solid lineup up and down. And their starting pitching had a big three that was good enough with Justin Verlander, uh, who was a superstar. Mm -hmm. Rick Porcello, Edwin Jackson, they both won games. And look, does this look like an 86-win team? This absolutely looks like an 86-win team. Well, you got 46 wins between those three starters, uh, 19-9, and 13-9, and 14-9 and between them. Uh, you mentioned the Grandy Man, you know, his usual 250 with 30 bombs. So you get that. Magdalena Ordonez didn't hit for power, but still a 310 hitter there. Uh, and, you know, because you got to have those White Sox connections for me and make it uh, sure. interesting on a whole lot. I, I, I specifically didn't mention Magdalena Ordonez because I knew you'd want to bring up Mags. Of course. Yeah. You know, and and really you can thank the the Cleveland Indians for allowing this game or anything to happen uh because the Tigers dominated them in the season series 14 to 4. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, but this is back when everybody dominated the Indians. So I think you can That's say true. Yeah, okay. Uh, but they, they took care of business <laughs> on a large level to get to the to the dance, but you know, obviously when you're talking about getting to a record of 86 and 76, not a lot of uh domination going on here it's how do we eke out and squeeze out a win uh one of the many years we would talk about closer fernando rodney Mm -hmm. for sure oh we'll have more on him later on fernando i felt so bad for the guy i really did after this game i felt so bad for fernando rodney but oh it's not goodness. not often you can go through and you, we we talk about the starting pitching for the tigers jason but you also had three relievers win at least six games 
to show how utilized and effective they were. Uh, Shay, Lion, and Miner, between them, they, they record another 19 wins. <laughs> Forget about rolling into the rotation. Nope. Lung relief is really where we're going to find our, our wins here. So if this Tigers team looked like an 86-win team, if anything, this 2009 Twins team underachieved because they absolutely crushed the baseball. Joe Maurer, this was the best of all his great years from 2006 through 2013. He was the AL MVP. This was the last of Justin Morneau's great years. He had a phenomenal yeah. four-year run from 2006 to 2010. Jason Kubel, Michael Kadire, they were underrated. They had four guys in their starting lineup with at least 28 home runs and 94 RB guys you should win more than 86 games when you have this kind of even though your starting pitching wasn't that good your bullpen was phenomenal joe nathan at the back of that bullpen he was so nasty i mean joe nathan was he was uh, he was so much fun because he came in he had stuff on a string nathan was so nasty and i loved watching him pitch and you see this way this team is put together the way they hit the way they they have their bullpen set up if a team is set up like this now in the majors they win 100 games we got a great lineup and a great bullpen we win 100 games but here back in 2009, they went 86. You know, only three starters finished with more than 10 wins. Uh, one of those, Kevin Slowey, who was the definition of, all right, get me through my minimum and move on. 16 games started, Jason. He pitched 90 and two-thirds innings <laughs> for the year. So <laughs> operational efficiency at its finest. Even had a Carl Pavano reference here yeah, uh, along the way. And R.A. Dickey, whenever you can add him to it. But yeah, from an offensive perspective, you know, we talked last week about the Rockies and just the conga line they had going around the bases. This was more or less the same, mm -hmm. right? I mean, the only thing you were missing was a speed element. You got a little of that from Denard Span off the bench. But otherwise, I mean, you were just batting around all day long. A couple of guys who were uh, big swings without a, a big batting average, but you had that production, that power throughout the lineup to try to just generate big run production. Mm. And, you know, just real quick on Joe Nathan, because before we really get into the meat of the game, is that this is a guy who retired, I think, in the top 10 of saves overall. I mean, he had, he had that good a career. And he went to Stony Brook, to play college baseball. He was a shortstop and teams wanted to make him a pitcher. He didn't want to do it. So he left the games and I'm done. I'm going to leave the game. And he went back to school. Where he went like he got a business degree and then finally realized, ah, eh, let me give it one more shot. Ah, I'll pitch. Okay. I'll pitch. And here he is. He turns into one of the best closers in the game. I mean, his run from 2004 to 2009 was awesome. This is a guy that was like, we were like, you'd be a pitcher. Nah, nah, not going to do it after year. All right. I'll try it. Oh, Hey, I was pretty good at this pitching thing. Worked out. Okay. What are we, what are we looking at? We're looking at 377 career saves. Yeah. So with a 287 ERA, 64 and 34 career record, should we get get some knocks on the door for the hall for, mm. for old Joe Nathan here? It's tough. Closers are tough, man. Unless you're at the very, very top, it's really difficult because you have to overcome the stigma of ah, how much did you play? Did you play all that much? No, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. Now, if you get if you get a run now where in the next five or seven years, 
you see closer numbers come way down as teams don't rely on one guy, Edwin Diaz. You know, if you see that happening <laughs> and teams don't rely on one guy for whatever reason and save numbers go down, could I see in the future like the veterans committee going, oh, boy, you know, hey, Joe, Na- boy, I'll tell you what, everybody else is Joe Nathan's in the top 10. No one's getting close. I could, then I could see it, but only if, if the position of closer changes uh, in Major League Baseball, which is that really going to happen across the sport? I don't think it will, but you never know. You never know, Edwin Diaz. You never know when a team when teams decide, hey, we can't rely on one guy and let's bring a few people in to close. And all it takes is one team to make it to the World Series using three closers, and suddenly everybody's going to do it. Closer by committee, bringing DHs on board full-time on, in both leagues. I mean, some of these changes could spur uh, a look for that soul patch wearing Joe Nathan to find his way into the Hall of Fame. So that's how both teams wind up in game number 163 in 2009. What happened next? Well, let me just say, the first nine innings were okay. Extra innings, that's when things got nuts. That's coming up next right here, special teams. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. It was Rick Porcello and Scott Baker facing off in game number 163 to determine the AL Central champion in 2009. 
Now, despite neither of these guys being an ace, both pitched surprisingly well. Uh, Orlando Cabrera had a big two-run homer to give Minnesota a 4-3 lead, and Maglio Ordonez tied it with a homer in the eighth inning. Closers come in. Joe Nathan for Minnesota. Fernando Rodney for Detroit. Nobody scores in the ninth inning, and that gets us to extra innings. And as I said before, this is where things get crazy. Just so you know, Nathan and Fernando Rodney, both closers, in the game in the ninth inning. In the 10th, Brandon Inge doubles to give Detroit a 5-4 lead. Okay, this is going to be it, and, and here's Detroit. They're going to wind up winning this game. Bottom of the 10th, Michael Kadire triples for the Twins after Ryan Rayburn completely misplays a fly ball that should have been an out. I mean, it should have been one out, and here we go. We're moving on. Matt Tolbert singles in Kadire. That ties the game at five. Minnesota winds up loading the bases with one out. Fernando Rodney is still in the game for the Detroit Tigers. This is not the first time I'm going to say Fernando Rodney is still in the game for the Detroit Tigers. Right? Nick Punto comes up. Fly ball to right field. That should have ended the game. Deep enough, going to score the winning run. But Alexi Casilla, who was pinch running, came off the bag too early, had to go back to tag third base, and got thrown out at the plate to end the inning. So we're tied at 5-5 after 10 innings. Had he not taken that step off and had to go back, he's safe. Had he just gone anyway? He's probably safe. Are, are you going to appeal? I mean, you might just because, all right, it's the end of the season, but I don't know that anybody would have caught that. He's just like Matt <laughs> Holiday. Hey, Holiday didn't touch the plate. Oh, don't go back there. Yeah, but Casilla came off third base. Oh, don't give me that crap. I'm not falling for that one. No, but you see, he comes off the bag and has to go back, and I don't know how you make that mistake. I, I get that you're jumpy. You want to get home and score the winning run, but you see where the ball is hit. You're going to get home. You're going to have to bust your ass to get home, but it's not like, oh, this is a big chance. I have to hope the guy throws wide of the plate. No, you're going to score, but because you got to go back and touch third base and come back, you get thrown out at the plate, and this is where Casilla should have been wearing the goat horns for the rest of the offseason because this was the game-winning run and they let the Tigers off the hook. And you let them off the hook. You get a whole Dennis Green. You got all the way to Denny Green. Only appropriate as we have the former Vikings coach, former Northwestern coach, mixed therein. I love it. So here's your first big thing. All right, so now we go on. We go to the 12th inning. Detroit is batting. They have the bases loaded with one out. Bobby Keppel is pitching, and he hits Brandon Inge with his first pitch. Brandon Inge is going to first base. The go-ahead run is coming in for the Tigers, except home plate umpire Randy Marr said no, Inge wasn't hit, and his at-bat has to continue. Inge winds up grounding out into a force play. Detroit doesn't score in the inning. Jim Leland said after the game, the ball hit him. I can't believe it. Replays showed the ball did hit him, but it didn't hit his body. It hit his uniform, which is a little baggy and not quite tight to his body. But you see the ball come. You see it hit his uniform and it, you know, puts a little dent in the uniform and you see the ball with the spin change a little bit. So that's a hit by pitch. I mean, it hits him, but because it didn't hit his body, there was no call by Randy Marsh who thought the ball just whipped by and hit him. So that should have been a hit by pitch, but instead, no call. Inge grounds out. They get the force out at the plate, and the Twins wind up getting out of the inning. Can't fault a good strategy. Baggy clothes. Oh, that was uh, that was Ron Hunt's big thing when he played with the Mets. I think he led the league like so many years in a row with getting hit by pitch. He would always wear baggy clothes. So he would, oh, I got hit. I got hit. He got hit like like forty or fifty times in a year once. I mean, I, oh, you I know, I got hit. It's a good strategy. I got hit. But all, all Inge got to do, I'm going to lean into this ball. 
Yeah, just like just like Buttermaker told Rudy Stein. Stein, <laughs> I want you to lean into it. I don't want to get hit, Mr. Buttermaker. You want to win, don't you? Lean into it, Stein. Get hit. But again, this is where in, you know, nowadays you would look back and say, oh, that's a hit by pitch. But just because it hits his uniform, he didn't get the call, and the Tigers wind up with no runs. Oh, yeah, you got to sell that one. Mm. Well, he went down. He, he tried to go it. down to first base. Randy Marsh yeah. said, nope, 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 nope. Stop. No, get back I, I in. Meant, get back in. No, no, no. That's you got to pretend like it's a Grey's Anatomy gunshot. <laughs> oh. oh, my arm. It's broken. Oh, yes. It could be a fractured ulna. You want you to go down yeah, to the, first base. Yeah, the attempted sell by just kind of going, hey, look at my, I think it's broken. Like, <laughs> while flapping his uniform at him, it was like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> so we go to the bottom of the 12th inning. Still tied. Fernando Rodney is still in the game for the Detroit Tigers. He came in in the ninth inning. He's their closer. It's the 12th inning. He is still pitching. All right. Now, he's still pitching, man, which I remember watching this game going, what the hell is Jim Leland doing? Manager of the time. What the hell is he doing? I mean, is he just going to leave Fernando Rodney out here until the game ends? I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to leave him out here until the game ends. But, I mean, how many pitches can you let him throw? I get you have guys you don't trust. You want to say, but you got to go to somebody else. And I'm just going to leave Fernando Rodney out. I'm just going to leave him out there. When the game ends, the game ends. What if it's the 18th inning? Then Fernando Rodney is still pitching in the 18th inning. I think the game ended, and Fernando Rodney was still on the mound waiting for Jim Leland to go out and get him. Hey, I I can't leave the mound yet. Why? Leland comes out and gets me. Uh, He's not coming out to get you. The game's over. We're turning the lights off. Yeah, but Leland's got to come out to get me. Still left him in (laughs) all the way through the 12th inning. Ready? Porcello, 92 pitches in his five and two thirds. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, gives way to Miner, who comes in, 23 pitches, 15 strikes. He goes two-thirds of an inning. Knee comes in, four pitches, end of the inning. Brandon Lyon, one and two-thirds, 26 pitches. <laughs> Fernando Rodney, uh, 48 pitches before it was all set. <laughs> I mean, uh, how many pitches are you going to let a closer throw? I mean, seriously, at some point you go to somebody else, right? You bring in Verlander or Jackson or something. I know you, well, we got to save a guy, but it doesn't matter if you lose the game. Right, there's no tomorrow. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm going to leave Fernando Rodney on the mound. Now, here's where Alexi Casilla comes up, and he makes up for being the GOAT a couple innings before by not, you know, not being able to tag up and score. Uh, He singles through the right side to drive in Carlos Gomez with the game-winning run. And this is it, and the the Twins win the game, and Fernando Rodney, I think, is still on the mound waiting for him to come out and get him. (laughs) And it was just one one of those games where you had so many times where one team let the other team off the hook in extra innings. It was going to be something like this. And and clearly it was the Tigers not being able to score and not going to a new pitcher when clearly Rodney is, is kind of losing it. Uh, This was it again, not the last time I'm going to say Fernando Rodney still on the mound. That's the theme of this podcast. Uh, Casilla comes up with the game winning run at second base. He singles through the right side to drive in Carlos Gomez. The Twins win. Big celebration. Casilla makes up for the fact that he has a bonehead play by not being able to tag up right off a third base a couple innings before. The Twins win the game. They win the AL Central. They eliminate the Detroit Tigers. And that entire night on my radio show on ESPN, I think I spent the most of the night talking about how Fernando Rodney, I can't believe he was on there. And I really thought Jim Leland was going to retire. 
I, I really did. I thought after the game, Leland's going to say, I'm done. That something happened with him and he just was done and he was going to retire, leaving Rodney out there, stopping managing for the last three and a half innings. I'm like, what are you doing? I really thought Leland was going to retire. I thought we're going to get that the next day. Leland's done. He's walking away. I remember talking about it on ESPN radio with a couple of our baseball analysts. And they were like, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. This might be it for Jim Leland. And that became big speculation. Now, we didn't. And I really still to this day don't understand why he never made a pitching change. I don't know. It seems like you had plenty of capable arms to try to give you a, a third or two thirds or I mean, by the new rules, you got to go three batters. But back then, hey, all hands on deck. It's winner go home. As, as cliched as that is, this was legitimately a win or go home. And there's Fernando Rodney still going after it. We'll get into him as in the where are they now is a little bit later. But yeah, with Jim Leland, did you resign yourself that that was it? Well, there's right? also so many times when, when you see how many great managers and you go, boy, that was a great move. The pinch hitting here, the pinch running here, this here. And then you say to yourself, what the hell are you doing with the bullpen? What the hell is that? I don't, yeah. I don't understand. And that happened for a lot of managers. For a lot of managers, the rest of the game they get, but they they can't figure out the bullpen. It's like the the NFL head coach that does everything great but can't figure out how to manage a clock near the end of the game and and doesn't know what to do, what when we can kneel on the football, when we can do X, Y, and Z. It baffles you because it's part of the game, but you see a lot of managers just don't do it because either they, they manage with a combination of a feel versus sabermetrics and it just doesn't work. You know, I got a, I got a gut for this guy coming in here. Well, all right, maybe that might not work. But by the book, the book says I should do this here. Well, maybe you should have left this guy in because he was pitching really well. It's it's really hard. The bullpen is really, you think it would be something where, okay, I'm going to bring in the better pitcher and go here, and I'm going to go lefty, 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 righty, righty. But plenty of managers don't know how to do it. But I don't care what kind of manager you are. Uh, at some point, you had to bring somebody else in besides Fernando Rodney. And the 12th inning was a perfect time to do it, but they didn't do it. What if he'd finished that inning off? Would he have come back out? <laughs> of course he would have. They could still be playing the game now seven years later, and it would be Rodney still on the mound in his 445th <laughs> inning of relief. He has thrown 17,000 pitches. Uh, there's a fastball at about eight miles an hour over the plate for strike one. That's what would happen. I like that. Um, they actually replayed this game earlier during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, earlier in the spring. I just want to read a couple of tweets for you from uh, Cespedes Family Barbecue, oh, which nice. is always fun, entertaining Twitter. Sure. Cespedes Family Barbecue was watching the game and said, oh, look at 32-year-old Fernando Rodney coming in during this Tigers-Twins game. I'm like, oh, he looks so young and cute, right? <laughs> Because <laughs> he was 32, he was old, but he was young, and you know, because he's still pitching. And then uh, a tweet a few minutes later was Leland living Rodney in for three full innings is so funny to me. Riding or dying with your dude is cool, but Rodney was gassed. <laughs> <laughs> so even years later, people can see it. I they didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. In fact, one of our best friends, Pam and I's best friends, he's diehard Tigers fan. You know, Pam is from Detroit. He's a diehard Tigers fan. And every time he's telling me about a Tigers game, we'll talk on the phone once in a while. I go, oh, you see, did you see the Tigers game tonight? I go, yes, Leland left Fernando Rodney in way too long. And he'd say, blank you, stop bringing up that bleeping game. <laughs> He gets so mad at me. I mean, he wants to tell me a story about, you know, Nick Castellanos or something else. Or, you know, I'm just like, oh, is, oh yeah, because Fernando Rodney's still on the mat. He gets so mad at me when I say that. You should make him a nice greeting card for the holidays. <laughs> and then when he opens it up, it's a pop-up Fernando Rodney. Hey, here it is. Congratulations. 
So that's how the game ended for the Twins and the Tigers. The Twins move on. The Tigers go home. What was next for both of these teams? Find out next. As for one of these squads, it was a chance at near immortality a year later and the debut of a player who is still getting it done as one of the best at his position in the majors. All that and more coming up next right here on Special Teams. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. So what happens next for the Tigers and the Twins as they move on following this crazy-ass 2009 game number 163 AL Central Division title play-in winner? Uh, that's a long title. This is why, you know, football games have a, a shorter titles. Like, you know, a big game, we title it by somebody else. You know, it's a fourth and 26 game, which we have. You know, we have the, you know, you have the fake spike game. We have all that. Sure, there's one play that defines yeah. it or a, or a surname. Baseball doesn't have that. It's the yeah. 2009 AL Central play-in tiebreaker game between the Twins and the Tigers. It well, doesn't, we can't just say, why was Fernando Rodney still on the mound? Yeah, you know, we could call it the Fernando Rodney game. Oh, that's the Fernando Rodney game. I think we could call it that if you wanted to. I didn't think about that. The Fernando Rodney game. That'll be the title. All right. All right. Uh, so for the Tigers, they become the first team in baseball history to have a three-game lead with four games left because game number 163 is a regular season game and lose the division. So suddenly not feeling so bad. The Mets blew a seven-game lead with 17 to go a couple of years before that. You blow a three-game lead with four left. That's a bigger deal. No, nah, it's still the Mets. <laughs> 
still the it is still, still the, the bigger one. deal. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, all right. Well, all right. I I tried though. I tried. I know. I know. Good effort. The next season, Detroit fell back to 500, but the good news for them was they had the debut of a guy who's become one of the top three pitchers in baseball over the past decade in Max Scherzer. June of that year, Armando Galarraga's near-perfect game. We just celebrated the 10-year anniversary of it not too long ago. Still one of the most talked-about games in baseball history. Uh, But after that bad year in 2010, Detroit went back to the playoffs the next four years after that. And to try to put the Tigers of the early teens into perspective they were almost like the buffalo bills of the early 90s that went to four straight super bowls and lost because the tigers had so much talent but they couldn't win with miguel cabrera max scherzer and justin verlander you would think at some point one year they would put it all together and win they got close a couple of times but you think with that kind of talent that kind of over-the-top great talent they would find a way to win and they couldn't do it you know, in the end, you, you still got to field a full lineup. A couple of all-stars and doffing the caps at the Midsummer Classic uh, isn't enough to get you all the way through, right? The, the rest of that lineup was never really that powerhouse that we've seen, you know, or we even experienced in the year that we chronicled here that, you know, you were going off those two arms almost like Arizona did when you had Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. And then you'd have one or two stars in the batting order thinking you were going to get over. Unfortunately, this was enough to get you into the dance. You couldn't finish it, and you were left on the floor sullen. That's pretty well sullen. I mean, you really you really just kind of just took me right, right down right there. I just took you right left there. Left on the floor sullen like, ooh. Boom. That's not how I thought you would end that. No. Left I mean, look, I love Victor Martinez like everybody else and J.D. Martinez before he became J.D. Martinez. But... Yeah, I mean, it was Miguel Cabrera and, and, and a bunch of guys. I thought you were going to kind of end it like the end of Return of the Jedi where the Death Star gets blown up. We're singing Yub Nub together. Oh, we could. I mean, I, I think that's at the end. I mean, because we'll find positivity in what guys are doing now. But yeah. Yub Nub. Now, for the Minnesota Twins, their season ended. Stop me if you heard this before. They lose to the Yankees in the playoffs. Go figure. Uh, They get swept, and it's the last year of the Metrodome, which when it debuted, I remember that was the first ballpark I remember that came in brand new that was so different, the big trash bag in the outfield. Minnesota, when I was a kid, they played outdoors, and it was, you know, they were just okay, and it was cold in the spring, and it was cold in the fall, but they move indoors, and suddenly... This is a team that reinvents itself and they just spray the ball all over the field, right? And with the, with the baggie up against the wall in the outfield, it was so interesting. And, you know, it was the end of the era, the end of an era with the Metrodome because that was so much fun. And Minnesota really built their team surrounding it. They move into target field in 2010. Doesn't matter. They win the AL Central again. Then they hit the skids for five years. But this is a team that really has figured out how to be the every other year midsize market threat, right? They know who they are. The Twins are never going to be a team that builds a dynasty. They're going to be a team that stays in contention. Every couple of years we win or we make it to the playoffs and maybe one year we can get hot, make it all the way. But they know their identity. I mean, look, the last 18 years have been in the playoffs eight times. I take that. You're almost in the playoffs every other year. Oh, sure. To to figure out who you are is a really big deal and not ever worry about, well, how do we rebuild? Do we spend a lot of money? Do we not spend a lot of money? Do we wait for the kids to come up? Do we trade the kids for established players? You wind up doing that. You wind up like the San Diego Padres. You're in that hellish, you know, hamster wheel of rebuilding with a different strategy every couple of years. 
The Twins have figured out how to do it right. And, hey, look, there's worse things in the world than being a Twins fan. Y'all, the Twins can never win it all. Yeah, but you know what? Is winning it all something you can expect from one of your teams or is contending every other year being good enough to get to the playoffs and give you something to play for? I think every fan would sign up for something like that. Like I say, you you like to be in contention and have games be meaningful in September. And the second wild card has certainly brought us that. 2019, the first year in a decade that the Twins had won the AL Central. Uh, let's just put some numbers on it. Uh, six of their last seven playoff exits have been at the hands of the Yankees. Yeah, uh, it so, always happens. They play the yeah, Yankees, yeah, the, they lose. By the way, the trash bag place, that sucked. Oh, come on. It was different, though. That's why it I was liked, terrible. I liked different. And yeah, be- did you ever go there, though? No, but it was fun to oh, watch on TV. Horrible. Come on, they had the hockey plexiglass up against the wall in the outfield. No, I know. It was it was terrible, though. <laughs> I went to a couple of games there before they defeated it, and I was like, why am I here? Why did I come back? Oh, and Buka Boom rides Mike Madonna into the boards. Oh, my goodness. That was <laughs> wow, a, a Buka Boom <laughs> reference. So that's how it ended that year for the Twins and the Tigers. Again, Fernando Rodney is still on the mound. Uh, How about some where are they now? You have a power of positivity. Where are they now for us, right? Oh, there's no question. You got Kevin Mulvey, who is a Villanova baseball coach. Uh, Craig Breslow, who was called the smartest guy in baseball. He's the director of strategic initiatives uh, for baseball ops. (laughs) How you like that? Wow. Uh, you got Dusty Ryan. Uh, his first major league at bat was a home run. That's cool. Uh, he's a heavy qu- equipment manager for the Irrigation District of Merced, California. Jason Kubel is coaching Little League. Oh, that's cool. Glugach, he is a area sales manager for Augmetics. He was a uh, middle infielder, so now selling surgical systems. These are guys that all really said uh, baseball was like a stop for them on, on their on their way. Well, back. but that's just yeah, I played it's, baseball it's, for them. Then what happened? Oh, then I really got into doing some really cool things. Well, because you got to you got to dig a little deeper. Ah, uh, see what I did there? Oh, Bring nice. back yeah, Dusty yeah, Ryan yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and I also want to have you know, as of right now, as you and I speak, Fernando Rodney does not yet have a job for 2020. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope. Uh, he's still on the mound in Minnesota. He's still well, waiting. I mean, look, first major league appearance took place in 2002. Yeah. I want to get him to 20. Come and, on, and let's did, go. Didn't he have a run of being in the playoffs like every year for like six straight years? I think that's he right. He had a big run, I want to say, that, that, that he did that, Fernando Rod. Yeah, you look at the number of teams at this point. You go Detroit, L.A., Tampa, Seattle. Cubs, San Diego, Miami, Arizona, Minnesota, Oakland, and Washington. Uh, yeah, he's he's been everywhere. I'm not I've saying been he everywhere, has. man. He, he, <laughs> has, everywhere. he has been everywhere. Uh, his postseason pitching uh, stats. I'll tell you this: he pitched in the postseason in 2015 with the Cubs. 2017 with Arizona at the age of 40. 2018 with Oakland. And then 2019, winning the World Series with the Washington Nationals. He got that ring, baby. So he was he was pitching the postseason 2013, 2015, 2017, 2018, 2019. So he's the guy you want. He's, if, if you're going to do anything, he's the guy you want. And in the World Series, he had a nice round ERA of nine. Yeah. Appearing in three games, two innings pitched. Yeah. <laughs> two hits, two runs. Both of those earned a home run and six walks. You're going to mop up a couple of these games. Okay, got it. I'm good, coach.
I just, got my ring. Leave me alone. Just come get me, right, in the 13th inning. I'm really tired. I've thrown nearly 50 <laughs> pitches. Come get me, Jim Leland. Just promise you're getting me to the 13th. Now let me get another drag of my smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike is at Swollen Dome at Special Teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. If you have a future idea for an episode of Special Teams, hey, drop us a note on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Make sure you rate us after you listen to this. It allows us to bring you great content like this, if I do say so myself. Give us five stars. We'll love you forever. If you hated it, if you're Fernando Rodney, if you're a Tigers fan, <laughs> Still give us five stars. I won't tell anybody. We'll talk to you next week. Got a couple more big NFL games. Big time NFL playoff games with names and everything coming your way next couple weeks on special teams. Before you go, rate and review the show. Whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is. Give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.